0: morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. I'm going to start off with show notes today because today's show is largely about a beautiful experience that you had this week. So we'll pause for just a second and let everyone know that our Evening with Medium events are happening April, August, and December this year. We are sold out for April, but tickets are on sale for August and December and actually halfway sold out for August. So Mm -hmm. you may want to head over to buysarlo.com sooner rather than later to grab your tickets. We just finished our March week of Sips of Sanity that you can find on the website as well. They are five 10 to 15 minute podcast shows that are featured around one theme each month. And this month we talked about qualities in order to live a full life or an intuitive life.
1: Which means both. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's the point
0: of those shows. Okay. And we also want to remind you that we both offer personal sessions one-on-one, either in person or over the phone, Skype, or FaceTime. So you can purchase those sessions and receive them anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And gift certificates are always available for anyone looking to gift this type of experience to someone.
1: Okay, ready to go? Yeah, launch us right into uh, the whole story. I was contacted by a teacher at F.J. McGilligate High School, in regards to, I guess it's somewhat of, um. they called it Voyager Day. And I, I didn't understand everything around the Voyager Day, but they came in groups into each classroom. And the purpose for the students for that particular day was to think of their life in terms of, do I have a fixed mindset? Or am I a person who has a growth mindset? Cool. Oh my God, what a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. So this is a very proactive group of teachers, board of education, but somebody might say yes, but we know about that all through education for many years now, at least a good five from psychiatrists down in the United States. I cannot remember her name, but we can put it up on the website. So if anybody's interested in finding out where all of this comes from, we can have that for you on the website by sarlo.com.
0: I would like to mention, too, though, that a lot of these better school practices originated in other countries. Oh, absolutely. And are doing a far better job than we are here in Canada or the United States. And we tend to credit the United States with any kind of progress first. And I don't think that's fair. I
1: agree. The video is just from a psychiatrist in the United States. Right who they're giving all of the credit to. Okay, And I'm sure that whether she deserves it or not, and I imagine she does in the sense that she's promoting something healthy, Mm -hmm. that she may have found it from someplace else as well. Okay. Okay, so a growth mindset day, meaning that they wanted to expose the students in their school system to different types of people, careers, and mindsets that broaden this children's experience in within the educational system. So they had a variety of speakers sit in each of the rooms, and including the gym, because I think they had karate, or kickboxing, excuse me, I think uh, correctly, it's kickboxing. They had somebody teaching ukulele, a musical instrument. They had somebody making cupcakes, So perhaps that mindset is to challenge both males and females to cook or bake or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah, creative design. It could be a number of beautiful things that that person could be teaching, including cooking life skills. Mm -hmm. So each teacher would come into a class with a group of students. And the student sizes ranged for me anywhere between about a group of 12 and maybe 20 students, accompanied by teachers. EA's staff. And they asked it to be engaging, so that the students could ask questions or participate in some way. And remember now kickboxing, they're getting right in there and doing things and having fun. So I thought, well, I do teach intuitiveness. Maybe I could run workshops, maybe I could do some things like that, where they actually have to learn to connect to their own intuition into each other again. Can I pause and ask a question? How are these groups assigned to what when they
0: walk in? Do they follow the teacher? Do they sign up themselves? I believe they signed up
1: themselves. And then the teacher took that particular group who said, I want Karen Sarlo at 10am to 1045am. And that teacher assigned to that group walked in because the students were anywhere from grade seven to grade 12. And and so there is this variety of ages in the classroom, Mm -hmm. which really was beautiful. Yeah, it's a big age gap. It, It really is both male and female. So there's this variety. So in the morning, I had two groups. And I was able to explain to the students different things like that I'm a medium, a medical intuitive, a psychic, that I do energy healing, a variety of things and what the gifts are. And they were allowed to ask questions about the gifts, mm-hmm. about, uh, like, how do you see a dead person? And I would explain how you see maybe just their head, or that you see that they're bold or the color of their eyes, but that it's important to see their face, perhaps, at different stages of their life. Because if their mom is coming in, she might want me to describe what he looked like when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, A spouse might want me to describe what he looked like when she was married to him. Or a child might want me to describe what he looked like when he was in his 50s or 60s as dad. And that's the age she remembers him the most. Right. That the person who has crossed over has to bring through for me with accuracy how their body changed in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. You know, because you know this, because they may have had a tattoo at one point. And then they may have had the tattoo removed. So all kinds of things. So they asked kind questions. They were very inquisitive. They asked about the gifts. They asked about their own. They asked about gifts for other people in their family. Hmm. Neat. One person asked, if someone has these gifts, what do I do? To so how to love someone. Yeah. These are some questions that I've heard before. And some were brand new for me. And I really enjoyed the fact that the children were presenting with some of their questions that they had been raised with a fixed mindset. Isn't it scary when they walk towards you? And then I put my arms out and I became very stiff. And I walked like a zombie toward him. And I said, like this? Mm -hmm. And he said, Yeah. And I said, but that's a it comes from a fixed mindset that a zombie and a dead person are one and the same and that they are there to hurt you, to kill you,
0: eat to maim you,
1: eat your brains. All of these things that a video game or a bad movie or maybe a good movie, maybe you call that a good movie um, from Hollywood presents to them at different ages in their life so that they really do have a belief that dead people are zombies and i got to really see in those moments how a video game created a fixed mindset or hollywood or a tv show where they thought well isn't it all scary isn't it all weird and so i did with yes, you and i A did. man
0: follows me around with a violin in the background <laughs> 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 that's, that's the na- that's the fear though, you? yeah cuz and i've always heard this if you watch a movie without the soundtrack not so scary yeah
1: so we talked about curiosity. We talked about the fact that our curiosity is stolen from us. And that our playfulness is stolen from us. When we indulge in another person's mindset. When we say we will adopt another person's and we don't do it willingly. We don't. Well, I'll say we do it willingly, but we may not do it really knowing that we're giving it to them. Mm-hmm each time we turn on the video game, or each time we watch the movie with our friends or our family. We don't realize that each time we sit in the church, or we we go to a school, or we sit with friends who make fun of it, that we adopt their mindset. Mm -hmm. And so I challenge them there in that room to be curious that day and that that was the purpose of what their teachers were trying to say to them underneath all of this in just education alone is to be curious yes instead of the fixed mindset of if somebody else said this was weird and this was a beautiful moment kelly there was a young man sitting in front of me and he asked a question and i answered him and then his response was ooh that was that's really weird or I can't remember his word. So I don't want to say the wrong one. But he said something to the effect of Oh, that was really creepy. I think that was his word creepy. And I paused. And I said, without shaming you, without judging you, can I invite you to think of a different word to describe what I just said to you. And he became a little bit, I'll say a little bit self aware or trying to defend himself as to the word that he picked, trying to explain, well, that was creepy, because it's not an experience that he has heard about in a positive way. And I said, but how did you hear about it today from me? It was a positive way. But even though it can now be positive, the mindset that he received prior to that
0: stuck like glue. Yeah, we want to compartmentalize into the compartments that we... No,
1: even though, even though on a different day, it was a positive experience. And that is the damage that occurs when we let something be negative repetitively. Mm -hmm. When we let it interfere with our mindset, that even once we are challenged to change it to become a growth mindset, how difficult it truly becomes, even if we want it to be. So a young lady sitting right in front of me between him and I, and I I think she was a more mature student in the sense that she was older than him by birth years. She just spoke up and started answering his question. She started explaining what I was saying to, to him, not just about the growth mindset and rewording what he was saying, but everything that I had said. She listened and absorbed all of it. Mm -hmm. and sat there and turned to a younger student in the classroom. And with absolute calm, kindness, respect, lack of judgment, compassion, she truly wanted this other student to understand it if he was open. But she had such a beautiful energy about her of non judgment, that she just clearly reiterated what I said to him. And he didn't understand it. She repeated it again with the same calmness and kindness, but with a little bit of a change until he understood it. And I got to sit there and watch another, like these two students have an exchange over something that was a completely new mindset for them and have a brilliant conversation out of gentleness. (sighs) I have to tell you, that when i got on the drive home in the car i had a cry mhm just from witnessing the interactions yeah i did i sat in the car coming back from Mattawa to north bay 40 minute little drive in the car and i had some tears of joy it warmed my heart i don't even know how to say how privileged i felt to be part of the energy between these two students well you made the comment too when
0: you were debriefing this that that night, that teachers approached you and said that those two students normally would never have interacted with each other in the first place, just on a regular school day. And that they even made the comment how wonderful it was to see the interaction, just based on the personality that they know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The
1: energy was just vivacious. It was just bubbling in that classroom. And so the first couple of, of sessions in the morning as each group and each group of teachers or EAs came into the room, I got a little bit nervous at the beginning. And then I realized that the nervousness was my excitement to be able to share a new type of growth mindset for people. And a little bit of when am I going to get kicked out?
0: Well, yeah, because our our history and reference system always points to You have a clock and someone's going (laughs) to escort you out at some point. So, Karen,
1: how much can you get in for the first couple of groups of students before you get your ass kicked out of the school? Before somebody's going to find out on a lunch break that there's a medium or a psychic talking to students and you're going to get the call and get the coat hook, and get Mm -hmm. your ass yanked out. So I realized that I had excitement and anxiety in speaking to the students And then I went um, in the morning, I wanted to enjoy the questions that they asked. I wanted to pay attention that did the boys pay as much attention and ask as many questions as the females in the class? Was there equal or did the boys back away? And I'm curious about that because of my own experience in school systems with my children. As a being a volunteer in classrooms for many years, as you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: teaching computers all day, every day for, for years. And I was delighted to see and to hear all of the males in the classroom, including the male teachers participate and ask questions. Nice. The teachers, both male and female, asked all kinds of questions. And I was so happy. I made sure that I didn't cross any boundaries in actually doing any channeling for personal reasons. So if a student said something to me like do you feel my mother here? Do you feel my grandfather around me? Can you see my dog? Then I would answer and say, sweetheart, yes, I can. Because each of you travels with your group of souls. So the room is full. At that point, some of their responses were, What? The classroom's this full? And I said, yes. And they're all here to love you. So could you imagine how much love I feel when I'm sitting in the classroom with you? And yet you as students may feel anxiety because you're disconnected from them. And, and probably anger.
0: Yeah. I, that was something that became very apparent when I was watching the movie The Golden Compass. It came out quite a few years ago now, and it, it heavily dealt with spirit animals, and it shows the abuse, and, and they they illustrate it in a physical way, because in that world, they make the animal physical, like a dog would be present with you, and when they reach a certain age, they really are actually taken to this facility where they are severed from that animal, and like you said, you beat out the curiosity, you beat out the connection to the spirit and the soul, and the mind shuts down. Mm-hmm.
1: I want to talk a little bit about what I noticed in this particular classroom. And it's, I don't want to be offensive to the teacher in any regard, because I understand each teacher in a classroom is following a curriculum that a board and a ministry, and perhaps the government of Ontario or Canada sets out for schools. So I'm not trying to pick on this teacher in Mattawa by any means. But I noticed before my day began that all over the walls were pictures of a variety of things but all over one wall was war and I just walked over to the wall and it was just all kinds of posters and projects there were other things in the room I don't want people to think this that's all the kids were inundated with was war but on this one wall and on the table were all books of the different world wars, First World War, Second, the and I don't know what else there was, but I just saw so much about suffering. And I wondered to myself in that moment, where's the information about intuitiveness? Where's the information for them about emotional intelligence? We make sure that every single year, of every single student right down from elementary school in grade two, that they're drawing crucifixes. So that poppies, so that they know all about wars. And yet we're still living in them. We've made no progress. So what are we teaching them about war if we've made no freaking progress? And then on the other side of it, there's nothing present about emotional intelligence.
0: Or a proper communication that could prevent wars.
1: Yeah. So I bring this up because the purpose of what some of these teachers are seeing and the system, the Board of Education is seeing and moving towards as a whole, as a community in the Near North District School Board is a growth mindset. And with that, you need to know what it actually looks like. And part of that is emotional intelligence. Part of that is our intuitiveness, because it's part of who we are. And if we're connected to our own, I think we have a less likely chance that if we know what somebody else is thinking and feeling, we're less likely to engage in war.
0: Verbal, just verbal war. Mm-hmm. Because you have to take it to a small scale before it escalates. That's right. And the war within ourselves. So... I I want you to get to the story about the young
1: boy who had his head down. Oh, (laughs) well, we were in one group session in the afternoon. And there was a it was quite a large group. There was a young man at the back of the classroom who put up his hand, he asked me a question. And I answered him. And at the end of answering a question, I would say, did I answer your question to each of the students as a check in to make sure That what they were thinking on all different levels in their mind was answered. Because sometimes you can answer a question, but miss out on all the different levels that we really want to know the answer. Right. So I would say, did I answer your question? And he said, yes. And then he started asking me another question. And I said, oh, honey, I said, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to answer a couple of more questions from other students who haven't had a chance. And I promise I will return. And he goes, oh, no, 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 you're not. you're going to answer all of my questions. And it was just the way that he said it, that he was so sure. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, oh, I really want to connect to him. I really want to hear his thoughts. I really want to just, like, what does he have to share? So I just stopped and I looked at him. I didn't go on to another student. I was so curious. I was like, okay, what's he got going here? It wasn't rude. It was just presented in a, no, no, hold on. Yes. And he said, because he said, if you look around at all these teachers in this classroom, they know I don't ask questions. I don't talk and I don't engage in school. And you are the best thing that has happened to me in my high school experience. Cool. He says, so you're going to answer my questions because I'm talking. (laughs) this. This is my time. Yes, this was his time to be seen and heard. And I think he said something to the effect of, That I resonated with him Hmm. or that that he resonated with the things that I was saying and that this was the moment in his high school career that something resonated with him individually.
0: Yeah. When you came home, you were debriefing about the fact that you were talking about seeing colors and shapes. And he said, you're talking about what I experience and I need to keep asking questions. I need to know what's going on with me.
1: Okay. Okay. I get things mixed up. As people know.
0: Well, and and sorry, I'd also preface this by saying the boy with the head down, because you said that when he walked into the classroom, oh. he immediately put his head down, his his hands kind of in front of him, and disengaged oh. until you began speaking okay. and allowing these types of questions. Okay. That might be two boys. Who knows? <laughs> well, and the other thing is you had said in the very beginning that your intention was to play games and let them enjoy their own intuitiveness with each other. Yeah. And from what you told me,
1: you came home and they just wanted to ask you a million questions. Yeah, and Kelly, I do think this is two boys all rolled into one. Just, Just give me one second because I'm remembering now another boy to my left, my left, who was sitting down, who had his head down the whole time I was there, didn't listen to I didn't think he was listening to anything that I was saying. Okay. But I kept hearing the spirit world saying, no, no, his head is down. He's tired, but he's listening. And about 30 minutes into this into his session, out of 45, his head popped up and he's responding and asking questions. So he had engaged for the whole 30 minutes. His body just wasn't letting me know it. Yeah, and I think about what could happen
0: if he wasn't shamed, like you said to the other boy who was using language that wasn't so great if he wasn't shamed for just needing to rest and if that is the way that he intakes information mm-hmm. if he could actually get more out of school if the teachers just allowed him to be
1: and maybe they do at the school
0: yeah and I, again i'm not blaming
1: yeah like i just i i was blown away by the staff by how open all the teachers were to asking questions how if a group of students were asking me something and the teacher thought that I wasn't able to actually connect to the students, that the the teacher then interjected and would explain it and look at the student to make sure, okay, did you get it? There was such a connection between the teachers and the students. Mm -hmm. And I mean that in the sense that the teachers were there to make sure the students were understanding and getting their needs met from me. In case I wasn't able to do it on my own. Very cool. That's beautiful. To me, that's a school. To me, that's a place where education really is something that means that you connect in order to learn. That you need to be engaged and to feel safe in order to learn. Mm-hmm. Because boy, I know if I'm scared shitless, I don't remember anything. So if there's fear, how are you expected to remember anything? Mm-hmm. And I did not see any fear here or feel it. Can I tell you what happened at the end of the day now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there were four sessions of asking and answering questions and sharing things, and I'll say allowing the students to share their own experiences and ask questions and so on and so on. And oh, then. Now hold up. Oh, there were four for you. Yes.
0: And then in between your two, there was a mandatory one. Yes. For the whole school with a football player. Yes. Okay. So they've now gone through five sessions. That's right. Now go
1: ahead. Yes. They had a professional football player come in named Mark Hatfield. And he came in to speak to all the students as the keynote speaker. Because I don't do so well in large groups, I exited the school to get a break, clear my energy and be able to come back. So unfortunately, I missed his, his speech that day but I came back and then did two in the afternoon, the fifth allotment of time for the students was called an open time. So the students were allowed to have a choice, they could go to a brand new speaker, or they could go to a speaker they had been to prior that they enjoyed and wanted to go back to listen to. And I was told that so I was prepared that I may have nobody, I may have six kids, uh, I could have 20. I think the classroom was a I don't even know in comparison to the rest of the school if it was considered a large classroom or not. But there were tables and chairs all around and everything. So when that time began, I was prepared to have a fairly small group. Six or seven kids walked in, and I think the door swung closed, either all the way or almost. So I thought, oh, somebody from the outside has closed the door. I have six students. It's time to start. Go kind of thing. And so I just turned around to the group and thought, "Okay, let's get started. I've got six. Maybe we'll do some games now." And then I, the door reopened with a little knock, and I heard we have a problem. Oh, here's the coat hook. And I thought, "You're
0: getting kicked out." I
1: I went. I bent down to get my purse (laughs) and my coat and the little bag of my banana. And a couple of things that I had brought I had some sunflower seeds, <laughs> someone called me the devil, Yeah, got called Satan again. And it was like, okay, so I'm ready to go home. But I was really happy because I got four talks in. And I thought, okay, that I'm gonna call that a win. <laughs> so, So I was all set to go home for the day. And the teacher said to me, we have a problem. And I said, Oh, yeah, what's that? And she said, there is a lineup. All the way down the hall. All the way down the stairs or whatever. To get into your room. And I'm like. What? I I was stunned. So I I put my stuff down. First of all I was stunned. (laughs) Because I was leaving. Because I thought I was leaving. I thought I was done. I thought okay I've got to go home. I I I wonder if I'm even going to get paid at this point. (laughs) 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 Because I'm getting kicked out now. And it was like the kids wanted more. And the adults and the adults. And she said, I don't think we're going to have enough chairs. Every single chair was full. All the way around the outside of the classroom was jam packed with students standing and leaning against the walls and the windows and the radiators. There were kids that had to sit on the floor. There were there were teachers in the room EAs came back in. And I looked around the classroom, I was packed. And I couldn't be, I couldn't believe it. It it was one of the moments I'm sure when I cross over will be pinned up for me to see.
0: I think you got a very small glimpse of what your funeral will look like.
1: Oh, hmm. Thank you.
0: Yeah, that was a very memorable moment for me walking into Gran- grandpa's funeral and having all of the pro cathedral full.
1: Oh, Yeah.
0: Every pew filled, all around the edges filled, because of what he'd done for a community. And I I do firmly believe that that's what yours will be like.
1: Hmm. Well, I'll take it in the classroom for today because I'm still alive, but thank you. And congratulations. Yeah, thank you. That last session was unbelievable energy. All of those students and so many boys, Kelly. Hmm. So many boys. And I was so happy to see so many boys in that room. And if anybody knows my own personal life, they know that that means something to me because of my own son's experience with school. And intuition. Intuition, being bullied, and not feeling like he had a a, a space or a place to grow with a growth mindset in an environment that was so negatively a fixed mindset for him. So to see so many boys in that room just burst my heart. And again, they're there by choice. Yes, this was an open session. They had the choice to be there. And I offered them at the beginning, I said, okay, I said, so this is your fifth, and I was supposed to make this interactive. So I said, I can teach, I said, we can actually run a workshop. And I said, I can actually get you into pairs. And we can actually use your intuitiveness and give you some tools today. Put up your hands if you want that. And I would say maybe eight, maybe six to eight people put their hands up and I went, Oh, <laughs> okay. So what would you rather that I tell you about intuitiveness and these gifts and let you ask questions? Yes. And so for 45 minutes, that classroom was absolutely alive with curiosity. <laughs> with playfulness. They were in the sandbox, I prefer living my life in. Mm -hmm. And those are the components of a sandbox of a growth mindset, educational system, or just a group of people. That's cool. Just a group of souls all wanting to connect, wanting to ask questions, wanting to know about different realities. And I remember discussing time with them and time travel. I remember answering questions about spirit animals? About spirit guides? Is there a heaven and a hell? Do all souls who were mean go to hell? Are there zombies? Do people can people actually be possessed Mm -hmm. by negative spirits where they cannot control
0: their own lives? I find All of the content that you're sharing really fascinating because when we advertise on our website that we do public speaking, so many people I've heard shy away from hiring us because they can't fathom what we would talk about. Mm -hmm. Or they look at the content of our website and think they don't know how to integrate it into their workplace or their school system. And to hear that you stood in front of a huge number of people and said, do you want to play and run the workshop that we've planned and was deemed appropriate? they all chose to continue to ask questions. Mm -hmm. They chose to be curious. Mm -hmm. And I wonder why we don't have more engagements where people are just allowed to ask questions. Mm -hmm. Why it has to be so structured and purposeful in the way that they deem purpose to be.
1: Mm -hmm. One student asked me if I had ever channeled anybody like, and I can't remember the name of this person, but it was like MacArthur. It was somebody from history, and I said, Yes. I said, I've channeled Hitler. I think right in that moment, there was a huge challenge for growth mindset. Mm -hmm. Of course. And I also said that I channeled Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc. And I said, I channeled these two people for a woman with a PhD in history who was rewriting Canadian history books for students. And the kids were like, What was it like to talk to Hitler? They wanted to know instead of shutting down. You shouldn't do that. He should be in hell. The fixed mindset. This was a group of students who were, and teachers, who were curious about it. What did you learn from him? What did he say to you? What did the woman who was asking the questions want to know? Growth mindset. We'll say that was the win. Yeah, I told them about how you and I are able to see inside people's bodies and how we work with doctors, how we talk to people who are nonverbal. And what and many of the students said, what's that like for you? What was that like to listen? How do you hear her thoughts versus your own thoughts? How do you distinguish between the two? How do you live with these gifts? And this was really important because so many of these students are empathetic or empathic. They have mere touch synesthesia or other types of synesthesia. And I got to talk and educate all of these students about synesthesia.
0: So maybe they understand themselves a bit more and understand their own experience instead of just blanket labeling it anxiety and depression.
1: And we talked too about when you have synesthesia, and you're in a school system. And I would say to them things like, you know, when I was a kid, I was the one that if somebody else had a sore stomach, I was going home too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then once I got home, my parents would look at me and say, you're faking. And I would say no, at school, I swear to God, I had cramps, I was in the bathroom, I had diarrhea, I threw up, I had what the other student had. But then when the other student left my energy, I felt normal again. But I didn't know that was called mirror touch synesthesia. Mm -hmm. And so the students understood in that moment that, do you mean that if two kids over have a sore stomach or has racing thoughts, I might have racing thoughts too, or the sore stomach too? Yep. And you got to see where they would sit there in the classroom. And I said, yeah. And I said, some of you might look at one of those students and think he's a liar. You might all believe he's a liar. So you're picking on him, you're bullying him. Now, you might be putting him off into a corner where he's not allowed to socialize, not understanding that he's actually gifted and brilliant. And that one boy sat there, his back was rigid. He sat at a table all by himself away from everybody and looked me straight in the eye. And I thought, you're the one they're picking on because they don't understand you. Because we don't understand each other, we go into a fixed mindset instead of a growth mindset. Instead of saying, what is the school experience like for you? What do you need? We don't ask those questions. So we sit with a low emotional intelligence and a high IQ. And we pat ourselves on the back and think we're better people. That is narcissism. I were breeding it. Totally. And I got to see at F.J. McGilligot High School, teachers, principal, EAs, whoever else was sitting in the classrooms and in that school that day, board office, whoever agreed to letting all of this occur, I got to see a change. Mm-hmm. It's the first real tangible change I've seen. I got to put my purse and my coat down. And a classroom and a school fill up my classroom instead of, you need to go home. It gave me hope. Mm -hmm. Happy for you. I'm I'm happy happy for that school. Yeah. I wanted to say jokingly, I got to put the razor blades away. (laughs) Oh, of the hopelessness. (laughs) Yeah. Of just, of just feeling like when, when. Is it we are we going to see some change within an educational system? And I thought it was so important to put this podcast out there today to say thank you to the teachers. And I'm not saying any names I, I'm purposely I mean, I would love to, I would love to say the names of the people that asked me to do this and supported this. But I don't have permission to so I can just say that I was invited to that school by that board. And give credit where credit is due to the entire system that allowed that to occur. That encouraged it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And many of the teachers said to me afterwards, it's time for Karen to go home. It's the end of the day. The bell went. And I thought, again, I was just going to pick up my coat and boots and, you know, my bag and come home. I couldn't get out of the classroom for all of the students that approached me. I was bombarded personally by both male and female students that were asking questions I could not get out of the school and then I went back to go out of the classroom to go to the water fountain just to get a glass of water and I was followed by a pile of students mm-hmm. I got a glass of water and one of the teachers came up and said okay you have got to leave her alone yeah and I I want to point out
0: this is a desire to connect
1: mm-hmm
0: this isn't, it doesn't stop at curiosity. Curiosity is a beautiful thing. And it's one of the things that helps us to connect. But
1: underneath that is a desire. Mm-hmm. Because I think for many of them, they were being seen. They felt somebody would, could understand them, mm-hmm. what they feel, what they experience. A part of them that we're being forced to deny now. So I got to the water fountain. They were still asking me questions. And then one of the teachers approached me and said, Okay, so I didn't get to make it into your room today because I had to supervise in another classroom. But I understand from all of the students that I have got to invite you and your daughter here. Nice. And I said, Really? And she said, Yes, I teach this program. She mentioned a certain program. And she said, I want to know if you would come back and come with your daughter. And I said, Yes, as many times as you ask me. Mm -hmm. I will continue to come I want to be invited to every single school I can possibly go to to speak to every business I know both of us do so that people can wake up to them to themselves to their own experience of who they are so that they actually really truly can connect to each other Mm -hmm. because otherwise we can keep looking at all of the crucifixes and all of the wars And we can keep studying them because we are going to keep living them. Well, we continue to be the zombies. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. You're welcome.
1: I hope I really did all of those students justice about their enthusiasm, their politeness, their kindness, their intelligence. I'm so, so proud of them. And so proud of all of those adult teachers. Because deep inside, they're trying to connect to their own intuitiveness and to each other. I really saw that in these teachers, and I'm so proud of them. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. If you have
0: questions or comments about today's show, or you are in a position to do the inviting, we would be happy to connect with you. You can email us at info at com, and we hope you have a wonderful weekend.